All information contained in this podcast is general in nature and does not consider your individual circumstances. You should consider the appropriateness of this information with regards to your individual objectives, financial situation, and needs. Welcome to Sharing More Than The Sheets, a podcast to help you and your partner make better financial and lifestyle decisions so that you can both focus on the things that you love. I'm your host, Michael Curry, financial planner, green thumb, husband, and just dad. This podcast is part of a short series to help and encourage current and potential small business owners to improve and grow. I will be talking to experts in their fields, as well as successful business owners, and we will be discussing what they do and how they do it so well. Initially, when a business is established, the purpose is to generate an income for that person or for their family. But it's really important from a business perspective to look at the big picture and to think about what is the business going to do moving forward? How is there an exit strategy for this business? Is this actually a business or is it just something that's paying the bills? Today, I've invited Andrew Lorking to be with us from Polaris and Partners to talk about this very topic. Andrew, thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure, Michael. Thank you. Yeah, it's um, it's it's a very interesting topic. Uh, personally, for me, when I see my clients, when I see people going through business, they always plan out the initial parts of the business, but very rarely do they plan the end of the business because I don't know if they just assume the business is always going to be there or whether they'll just sort it out. You know, they'll they'll just get there when they get there, type of thing. Do you think that's probably the issue that people just don't realize how big of a topic this is? Um, yes, I think it is. Um, you know, what happens is, as you know, when a when a business owner starts a business, there's lots of energy and thought put into, you know, getting the business together, working out what it is they're going to do, what their value is to their customers, and how that's going to drive revenue, etc. Um, but what a lot of business owners don't understand is that 100% of those business owners will exit their business. And that's either by design or by default. Um, and, you know, what we're trying to help business owners do is is get the best design of the exit of their business. Um, when I say they will exit by default, um, that'll be either because the business doesn't last for whatever reason, it might be shut down, um, or, or the business owner may may pass away before they get to the point of selling the business. Um, and so really what we're trying to do, I guess, is um, is get a better outcome for, for business owners and for them to understand uh, what the what the end game is in that regard. And that's hard, isn't it, sometimes? Because I mean most businesses when they when they when they're first established, some people have a plan, but but even those that do have a plan don't normally know where the business is going to end up later on, you know, whether they're going to expand or stay the same or, or like what you said, um, fail, like which unfortunately most businesses do. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, um, and you know, um, if you speak to most people who start a business, of course, they've got they've got grandiose plans about that. And, and that's good. It's good to have um, those big goals and aspirations, but that doesn't always work out. And so, um, you, you know, it is... It, it does require that those business owners keep looking at what the the end goal might be and reassess that over time and and adjust their um, their plans and their expectations to uh, to reach that. Part of I guess part of what we help them do is also to understand 
um, how to drive value into their business. So, um, you know, there's typically eight key factors that we have a look at, which will help them to understand how they can um, get the best value out of their business um, at, at whatever that exit looks like. Um, and, um, you know, that, I mean, if you think about what, a, what an exit looks like in a business or, or the valuation of a business when you, when you get to an exit, it's very simplistically, I guess, it's, um, it's two parts of an equation. One is what are your earnings or what is your EBITDA, your earnings before interest tax and depreciation, and you multiply that by a multiple that represents the risk that sits within the business. Um, and so we can help business owners on both sides of that equation, but really where the better leverage comes from is to work out how to increase that multiple. Because if you think about it, if you can increase a multiple from, say, three times earnings to four times earnings, well, what you've done there is you've increased the value of the business by 25%. And so um, looking at the factors that drive those multiples um, is, is a pretty key element to helping the business owner work out how to, how to get the best value out of their business. So, so essentially, it's really asking people, I mean, really, this is asking people to think about their business and think about, okay, yes, it's paying the bills. Yes, it's making some money. But like what you said, what is the actual value of that? Like, for example, you can have two, I don't know, I like to use fish and chip shops as an example for some reason, but let's say there's mm. two fish and chip shops. Um, and one of them, for example, and they both make the same money. They both earn, you know, they, they make half a million dollars a year, for example. But one of them has $200,000 in expenses and one of them has $300,000 in expenses. Is, is, it, is it from that perspective, like from a cost point of view that you're looking at it? Well, look, I mean, that is one part of it. But, you know, one of the things we, we like to say to clients is that uh, you can't save yourself rich. It's very hard to, to drive um, a lot of value by trying to save on the costs. It, sure, it's a factor and it helps, particularly if your costs are um, uh, are out of hand or not well managed. But really what you want to do is have a look at things like um, uh, does that shop have the name of the owner on it and therefore is that a brand that belongs to the owner? And so if the owner goes to sell that shop, you know, are we then left in a position where the value of that shop kind of goes down because the owner's no longer there or the brand is the brand of the shop is associated with the owner so it gets difficult for them to leave that brand behind or or you know can we think about um, creating a recurring revenue somehow in that in that um, that environment so can we create a subscription model where people will you know pay a hundred bucks a month and that entitles them to come along and pick up three meals a month kind of thing those are the sorts of things that actually drive value into the business where you can um, create value that way. Okay. So, so I understand now. And, and, and also even from a so, – so really it's making sure that what someone actually has is a business. Exactly right. Yeah. It's, it's a real yeah. – like I'm, I think it was Robert Kiyosaki and I read, I read this – I read his book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad – Years yes. ago, um, yeah. I think this is actually in his book, but he's, he says that a, a real business is a business that you can go away, leave for, I think, two or three years, come back and find it more profitable Exactly right. than when yep. you left it. Absolutely. And, th and that's one of the elements we have a look at in terms of uh, exactly that. If, um, you know, if the business owner was unable to work in the business for a period of three to six months, 
what does the business look like when they come back? Has it has it still been run correctly? Does it still make profits? All of those sorts of things. And and you know, and so we kind of work on right how how do we put a management team in place if that's required? And, you know, have we got the right people in the business that can help to run this business without without the business owner? Um, so all of those are questions that we have to just keep bringing to the surface so that they're thought about and they're, you know, that they are considered because all of that will help to drive drive value into the business. Now, this even this even is applicable where um, a business owner might not be selling their business, but there might be a natural heir within the business. Perhaps it's his son or his daughter, or her son or daughter, and and so. Um, all of these things are still applicable, these factors, because at the end of the day, what you want to do is you want to get the information and the processes out of the business owner's head and into a process, if you like, almost corporatize it to the, to the extent that it's, um, it's available to the business. And so, you know, um, mum or dad who's had the, the original idea and has, has developed the business, generally have a particular way of thinking, which has got them to the point of having a successful business. Now, whilst they might have some influence on their on their children or the heirs that are taking over the business in, in the future, it doesn't necessarily equate that because you live with a person or you're, you're influenced by a person that you, you think exactly the same way. And so, you know, trying to de-risk the business on that handover is, is also part of making sure that there's, uh, there's value in the business going forward. Yeah. And I'm assuming these are many things that a lot of people may not actually realize themselves because we talk about this a lot, like even with me as a financial advisor talking to clients, but um, even in this series when I've been talking to some experts like yourself in this small business series that we're doing, a lot of people underestimate the value in having someone external come into a business and to look at how things being things are being done because it's just like a relationship. It's just like anything. It's like you know, you could have the smartest people in the world, the most business savvy people in the world, but sometimes there are things that they're going to miss because they'll be doing things the way they've always done them. Whereas someone like yourself, for example, would come in and be like, well, hold on a second. I know you've done this for 20 years, but have you thought of this? Or I know you've thought of this, but have you thought of doing it this way? Because it's going to give you this outcome. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, it's that old saying, you know, you don't know what you don't know. And so um, the ability to have somebody external with some new ideas and, and I guess a fresh perspective on uh, on your your business as it currently is um, is invaluable in most instances because it, it just brings up um, questions that um, that haven't yet been asked and and or even answered so um, yeah it, I think it's a, it, it's a bit like having a uh, a coach um, you know the the, the top professional golfers and tennis players um, all have coaches, and that's because they can't see themselves. They need they need that external input to be able to um, reach the, the 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 top of their profession. Um, and so um, it's very it's a very similar concept, I guess, in the in the sense of just having a, a fresh set of eyes and perspective, having a look at the way that a business is uh, is run and structured. Um, and then taking that uh, taking that on and um, and executing on on the ideas that make sense. And what are some practical tips that you'd give somebody that's listening to this? That's okay. You know, they have a business and they think things are going well. Um, apart from engaging someone like yourself, of course. Um, what are some practical tips or some practical um, areas to look at? Yeah. Look, I mean, from a practical point of view, I guess the 
The, the obvious one is to obviously have a look at financial performance. And I guess most business owners are across that stuff um, in a relatively meaningful way, you know, particularly if they're a, an SME type business, you know, cash is king, it's it's the lifeblood of the business. And so that sort of stuff they'll be looking at um, on a very regular basis. I guess from a, from a tip point of view, though, you've got to have a look at um, putting in place things like um, understanding your customer satisfaction. So there are really good tools nowadays that allow you to um, measure the net promoter score of your customers. And, and that gives you some good insight. These podcasts have been brought to you by Better Financial Planning Australia. To book a free 15-minute phone chat, visit betterfinancialplanning.com.au. The other one is to have a look at uh, um, how your how your management team is structured. You know, is is the business very reliant on you as the business owner to make all of the decisions? Because if that's the case, um, it's going to be very hard to sell the business without you as the business owner. Um, so just having a look at those um, higher level strategic um, things that need to be considered um, when you're when you're Thinking of your business. I mean, the other the other thing is, it's it, when you get to the point of deciding that you want to sell your business, it's probably too late to be working on the things that can drive value. And so, my recommendation to all business owners is to always be thinking about an exit, always be preparing for what a potential exit could look like. And you know, unfortunately what happens is uh with with some business owners is um is their health will fail them. You know, they might be pretty stressed out by the business itself or or there might be some other um health issues that come along that are unexpected. And if you're not in a position to to execute on a on some sort of an exit, whether that's a sale or whether it's a um you know Moving the business to to somebody in the family, um, you you know you can you can really put the business at risk um, from that perspective. So, um, I would always recommend that business owners look kind of out at a two to three year timeline on an exit and be start preparing um, for that, even if even if that isn't the timeline for the actual exit. Um, yeah, an example of that would be we, we've had a client in the last couple of years who um, came to us and said, hey, look, we're, we're reaching retirement age and we want to sell the business. Can you put it on the market for us? And I said, well, okay, well, let's have a look at what you've got. And, um, you know, we needed to do things like uh, do a bit of a restructure. They had property sitting in the business corporate structure, which wasn't appropriate. Um, so that takes time to get that sorted. Um, they needed to get a, a different management team in so that the, the business wasn't totally reliant on them. And so all of these things took time. And in fact, it took us two years to get the business to market when they thought, you know, it would be a three to six month process. It turns out that it was a two to three year process. And I'm assuming it's it's probably some of those businesses, the ones that have been around for a long time that are established and where, you know, where they have a particular you know, essentially the business owner that's been doing so many different things. I'm assuming there are some, they are some of the businesses, I'm not going to say the main or the the most at risk, but they're probably some of the businesses that probably struggle to get themselves ready for sale, I'm assuming, because there's always been that one person that's been there that's been doing all these things and it's been doing it for so long and the business has essentially started to rely on that person. Uh, it's like when you go to a, a coffee shop, for example, and – 
I mean, this isn't a, a direct example, but you know, I, I used to go to a coffee shop 15 years ago where I used to work around the corner and the, the, the owner was always making the coffees. And every day I talked to the owner, he was always the one making the coffees, would have the chats. Half the reason I went there was actually for the chats. Um, the other <laughs> yeah. half was for the coffee. Uh, and the coffee was great. Coffee was amazing. And then this period occurred where he basically, he, he left. I don't know if he left or he sold the business, but essentially he just wasn't there anymore. No one really would, no one was giving us an exact answer when we were asking the other staff members. But who replaced him was another person who didn't really like to talk at all. Coffee was average. And right. that business literally closed down about six months later, you know, so because I yeah. felt that it relied on that one person being there. The service was around, it was built around that person's personality and that person's, it was built around that person being alive, basically, and, sure. and, and being there every day doing the same thing. Yeah. Look, and some some businesses are are exactly like that. Some some businesses you can't you can't escape that. Um, and I think hospitality is 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 you know a good example of that. But you know, if we extend the example of what you've just said, and and you know, let's assume that uh, the owner of that business who had that big personality um, was able to create a brand out of that personality, and then go and open up two or three or four other coffee shops um, with the same name, the same reputation and took himself off the tools, if you like, and became the personality behind all of those those shops and kind of rotated around them, um, still brought the personality to the party but had other people making the coffee um, but still engaging, you know, the, this guy was still engaging with, with, with customers in different locations. Um, that might have been an example where we could have helped him expand his empire, if you like, and, and drive value into, um, what he was doing and his personality and the brand that he could build around that. Yes. And, and as you said earlier, if he had planned for it um, before he even knew he was going to leave the business, he would have probably spent 12 months training other people or, or finding probably staff that were very similar to him and uh, that aligned with the values of him and his business as well. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it, it, it actually, when you were talking, I was actually thinking of several examples that I know where it's, it's actually quite sad where some business owners would dedicate their life to a business, not even think of an exit strategy. And the second they can't work due to, due to health or retirement, whatever it may be, they've had to literally just close down the business when, you know, if they had put in this effort and set things up in a way to structure it more effectively, then, you know, they could have sold their business. They could have at least got something for it um, instead of having to literally just close it down and retire. Yeah, yeah. And and in some cases, you know, that's the um, – some business owners have that, that particular mindset in that they, they set up a business because it provides them with an income. Um, and hopefully in those instances, you know, they've had the, the wherewithal or the foresight or the advice from people like yourselves to, um, to take some of the additional cash that's spat out of that business and go and invest it into, into other assets so that they do provide for, um, the day that they no longer, um, have that, that business, um, providing them income. Um, because as you say, what happens in a, in a lot of those cases is the business just naturally folds and, and, uh, and ceases to exist. Um, but what we try and do, I guess, is, is have the discussion with those, those particular types of owners and say, Hey, have you thought about the way, uh, uh, thought about a way in which, um, 
we can get some value into this business and it can have some longevity post your involvement in it. Uh, you know, and that deals with some of the things that we've been speaking about this this morning, which is, um, you know, how do we create a recurring revenue out of what you do, for example, or how do we make sure that there's um, a couple of good people in the business that can take over the management of it? Um, how do we make sure that customers and suppliers aren't reliant on you as the business owner to um, to be involved, you know, in the business? Um, those sorts of things are are the things that we try and help people understand um, that they can they can tackle to to drive some value into into their business. And even taking money out of it altogether, you know, I feel if if it, instead of having a business that dies with the owner, essentially, you know, mm. if if it continues to to grow, it, that's that person's legacy. Um, most businesses, I mean, not most, but a lot of businesses that I've seen. When they're first established, it's not just about the money. It's 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 about other things. Like someone might have a passion for a particular topic, whether it's uh, for ethical reasons or whether it's something that's close to that person's heart. And that business, instead of again being something like an, an asset or just a way of generating income and paying the bills, it stops when that person stops. If it's built properly, it could be it, it's it would essentially would be their legacy. It would be something that continues to serve that purpose. So whether it's helping people or whether it's providing a service to a community that lacks it or really needs it. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's, yeah. To, to me, I just think about that as well. I just think about, you know, the financial side of things is so important. So, so important. Um, but at the same time, it's, it's, it's everything else as well. Sure. But even that comes along with some challenges. So what we have found is that um, in a lot of cases, business owners are quite emotionally attached to their business. As you, as you would imagine, you know, you've, you've spent your life's work building this business, um, getting the, getting valuable customers, um, creating the product or service that you're, you're providing. And, uh, and one of the things that we try and help people understand or business owners understand is that, um, whilst they think about the business as effectively one of their children, if you like, and of course your children are absolutely priceless. Well, your business is not priceless. Your business has a value to it. And so we try and help them understand what that value is or what at least the minimum value is of that business so that we can help them start forming in their minds, you know, what the value of the business is, what the expectation is around, um, uh, you know, what an exit would look like, um, and help them to frame that, um, that, that transaction when it does happen so that there's no seller's remorse, if you like, a year down the track. Um, which unfortunately is, um, is a big, is a big percentage of business owners. Um, if you, you know, there's, there's a quite a bit of research out there that, that has had a look at, um, how business owners have reacted or felt post their the sale of their business, and in a lot of cases, um, uh, there's some uh, disappointment, if you like, um, um, around how the business has ended up, or what the expectation of valuation was, or you know what their life now looks like post the uh, post the the exit, um, and all of those things are important. Um, you know, we 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 tend to work with. Um, uh, financial planners and and other people who are advising these uh, these clients around what uh, how to design their life post their business um, because uh, you know you generally these business owners have spent 
many hours a week working in and on the business. And, um, and you take that away if they haven't built up a lifestyle that includes, you know, a, a number of friends or some hobbies or some sporting activities or something. Um, uh, you know, a year down the track, they're, they're not as happy as you would think that they should be. Yeah, that makes sense. And I relate it to selling the family home. Yeah, or, yeah. or selling the car, um, selling a car that you've had for for decades, like a, that you're very close to, or so, something that means something to you, that you've yeah. you've worked hard to mold. Or, you know, it's um, yeah, it's it, it can be actually a very emotional journey. I've never thought of it that way, but yeah, <laughs> it's surprisingly s- hugely emotional. I, you know, as an example, we have a client at the moment who um, have uh, the business has been around since the uh, the mid sixties. So it's a 55-year-old business. And um, and in the times where it wasn't going so well, you know, we'd say to the business owners, have you thought about, have you thought about shutting the business down? And they would say, uh, I can't. There are 30 other families that rely on this business that I pay a weekly wage to. So not only are they concerned about the business and the clients, but they're concerned about the people in the business too and, you know, providing them um, with a with a means to make a living. So... There are a number of these um, these emotional um, points that that come into play, um, which need to be considered. And Andrew, if uh, anybody wanted to get in contact with you um, and the team at Polaris and Partners, uh, what would be the best way for them to do that? Yeah, the uh, the best way to get hold of us is um, at uh, www.polarispartners.com.au, um, and uh, and within our in our website is a um, a link to a tool that we use that um, that is a questionnaire that business owners can fill in takes fifteen to twenty minutes um, and will give us a, a good um, view on where they're currently at and um, what we do from that is prepare a a report that um, that effectively goes through a scoring mechanism and gives them a score out of a hundred based on the eight um, key drivers of value that are that are asked in that questionnaire, um, and um, and we can then share that with them and um, and show them in each of those key drivers where if they do some work on on them and we we increase the score on those particular drivers, how that helps to increase um, the value of their business, um, and that's. Really, one of the cornerstone tools that we use to uh, to start that conversation and and to you know get people to understand the different levers that they can pull that will help them to uh, to drive some value into their business before an exit happens. Yeah, perfect, perfect. And, and what I'll do is I'll put that link to that website in the description of this episode as well, so um, it's easy for people to find and click on. Excellent, um, Andrew. Thank you so much for your time. Um, lastly, I like to finish my episodes off with a dad joke, um, and I thought this was. <laughs> Quite appropriate, but um, why is money called dough? Why is that? Uh, because we all need it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You're right. a dad, so you'll appreciate this. <laughs> I, I do appreciate that. I'm yeah. sure my boys wouldn't, but uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but there you go. <laughs> no kid ever does. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Thank you, Andrew. I really appreciate Excellent. your time. My pleasure, Michael. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on Sharing More Than The Sheets. Please make sure you subscribe to be updated with future episode releases feel free to share this episode with any friends or family that you think it might benefit. Please visit us at sharingmorethanthesheets.com.au to submit questions or requests for future podcast topics. These podcasts have been brought to you by Better Financial Planning Australia. To book a 15-minute phone chat, visit betterfinancialplanning.com.au.